Hi, this is Libby. And this is Roberta. And this is Art Blog Radio. Uh, today we're talking with Jenny Twing. She's an artist, curator, and an educator. She teaches at Rowan University in New Jersey and has a BFA from Tyler School of Art in Painting and Graphic Design and an MFA in Digital Arts from the University of Maryland. Her works are playful with a dark underside. The videos are filled with ghostly presences that behave like bad children sometimes. So what made you shift from um, painting to digital media? Um, I don't think I was ever a painter. And so I came out of school totally confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was always so much happier with the painting when I first finished it. And then I, I don't know, I had a really hard time with creating anything that I was ever long-term happy with. I, I spend too much time like overanalyzing them. And I think actually that's why I gravitated towards film. Was, was that like you just can't you know you capture what's there and the same thing with the animation the stop motion you just get caught up in the process and you forget about what it looks like and then it becomes what it becomes how did you segue into that film I I went into a residency I actually worked at a residency program in Canada which is where I, I grew up in western Canada in Alberta and I I just lucked out I found on Yahoo this call for um students coming out of art school who could teach web skills to artists and so I worked there for a year and I worked with artists who were working in, me in all kinds of media. So but you already had enough digital skills to yeah. teach because you were teaching. I did I had taken because I had taken graphic design and I had taken I really um, kind of fell in love with web and, and media and at that time it was the tools were different and so I was actually like creating the media for these artists that had gorgeous work. Um, and I, I was just like, this, I love this. This is, and, and so I started, I was actually doing ceramics at the time. I had a ceramic show, it was terrible. <laughs> it, it really was, it was. But I, and, and so I started doing media work. And what would you say the, um, this concept is that, that is generating all of this variety of work? Because there is a variety. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is sort of a storyline, like the, some of the early work was based kind of on my family. I come from a very religious family on the one side, and I spent a lot of time in Massachusetts with my grandfather when my grandmother passed away. And so I ended up documenting him, interviewing him on his life. And my family asked me to do this, to like interview him on the life of my grandmother. And he had, at the time, became a Jehovah's Witness, so I went to a couple of Jehovah Witness meetings with him. This was like right, he, he actually died like a year after that. One of the questions that I had asked him was about what he was afraid of, and he answered, I guess everybody's afraid of death, so I, I'm afraid of death, but he told me this story about this when he was young, he was on the diving team, and how he used to be afraid that when he was diving that he'd get caught under the water, and the weeds would catch his legs and hold him there. It's a really great metaphor. And I, and I kind of took that line, and then it translated into this work, this animated work of legs... Yeah, bodiless legs that. like moving yes. through the forest and I was doing these stop motion animations of these like I was cutting up my clothes and my pants and then stuffing them and putting socks and shoes on them and then like they kind of looked like worms in a strange way you knew they were socks yeah. but they had this slithery snaky wormy quality to them yeah and I was I, I liked that idea of the, the like being half in the world and half out and we're just like these bodiless people that are just doing stuff 
I was I was actually it was the first residency artist residency I did where I really had like dedicated time all day long or I'd wake up and just work all day long and so I, I was doing these animations like across from some houses across the street and I was carrying these like bags of legs and animating them and then I was like oh this is, I feel so creepy <laughs> and, and they knew it was an artist residency so it was like they probably saw stuff all the time but to me it was like I feel like I'm like doing this illicit thing so then I started shooting at night and then I like sewed all these tents and I filmed us kind of working with these legs in the tents so you couldn't tell what you were doing but it was people washing the feet of these legs and cutting them and like preparing food with them and like so it kind of turned into that of the like alternate reality that kind of came out of that original line that my grandfather so I'm wondering about, the, you talked about your father being a minister and your grandfather deciding that he was going to be a Jehovah's Witness, and I'm wondering about the role of religion in your work. Yeah, I, I don't ever directly make work about religion. It probably comes through because that's my background. Because he's a minister, I spent most of my childhood in the church and like was surrounded by, that was like the conversation at the table, my extended family was like there's like a line of ministers Massachusetts like congregational ministers I think the focus on the body (coughs) may come from religious iconography Mm -hmm. possibly which has a lot to do with arms and legs and hearts and faces and and you seem to use a lot of tropes of the body in your work well I just wanted to say that even though you may not call it religious I think that there's something very spiritual going on in your work yeah I mean I I almost feel like the process is kind of spiritual in in some ways of like, like when we were harvesting the lakes from trees, we were shooting it at night, we were doing it out in the rain, and it was just sort of like this, <laughs> this like amazing experience, and that was what was so interesting about it, and then I had all this footage from it. You know, like I still, I still go to church, I still, you know, I am religious to a certain extent, but I feel like the process of making work, like it's, I feel like they're very connected. It's very safe and it's comfortable. And Could you talk a little about the humor in your work? Because yeah. there is humor in it. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if I'm always, in, in, it's always intentional. Um, I, it's funny because I'm, I'm married to a stand-up comedian. <laughs> so I'm like surrounded, honestly, like every, you know, four or five nights a week. I'm like, last night I was at a show watching comedy so I, like I, not that that's actually in the work but I I feel like I don't consider myself to be a very I, none of the comedy in it is usually intentional I feel like it just comes out when you're making the work although disembodied the way you kind of disembody it in the videos it becomes something else yeah yeah exactly you know it takes on a more magical quality you you understand what it is but it's not associated directly with what you're looking at yeah so it becomes a little magical yeah I don't really go into like making work with a plan other than just like a general concept, honestly. I, I can't. I've tried to. I've made it terrible work that way. So you don't <laughs> storyboard? You have more I of do. an intuitive I approach? I always do, and I'm like, and I, I made a film last summer, it was called Goat. I took it offline because I got some bad comments on it. Like what? It, it's a narrative. No, I just got, I got a, um, something, it was something like Art Council Grant gone terribly wrong. <laughs> And then oh, it was like, that mean. was my largest um That film I got more hits on because of that comment than anything I've ever made. That was really painful. But at the same time, I, it was an, it's a narrative film that I made over last summer. And I, 
I was so caught up in the visuals and I was so happy with it after I made it. This is what I was saying about painting. I like paint a portrait and I'm so happy with it. And then I look at it like two days later and I'm like, ah, that's horrible. Uh, but I realized through that process that the narrative, I was trying to create something I'd seen before. Took Even though like there's parts of it that I love, I was trying to create, I was like, I'm going to make a film. With the storyline. Yeah, the which, which I'm like, I realized after that I'm already doing that. You know, like I'm already doing that through the through the works. Is they already have narratives. You know, like even the the stuff that's a little more obscure. So, can you talk a little bit about community? You you teach at Rowan, and mm-hmm. so you have a community of colleagues there. Yeah. Um, and then you like to go to artist residencies. You've done several of those. Yeah. Do you find kind of bonding in the communities? fruitful and helpful with your work? Do you use them for critiquing? Community is kind of tough because I feel like it's it's solid. The work and my work is solitary and I would imagine I, I bet you that's the same with most artists. I think community is huge in making you feel like it's okay that you're making this work that the stuff that you're doing is okay. <laughs> so you're also in the Nexus community. I yes. guess I forgot about that. Yeah. So how long have you been a member of Nexus and for about five years. And, and why did you join? Because I needed that community. I was, I mean, I moved to, I actually, I went to Tyler, but I moved away and I I moved to Canada and then I moved to Pittsburgh, went to grad school in Baltimore and I came back and I, I've been, I met my husband at Tyler. So we've been together for 11 years. So I was, I'd be back on the weekends. But when I came back, I really had lost that community um, that I also had at grad school in Baltimore. Um, so that was my original reason for joining Nexus, and then after joining Nexus, like it's such a great, like it's such a great organization because it's not a commercial gallery, so I can actually do this work and I can show it, and it's a space. You know, there aren't very many spaces where you can show whatever you want. That's hugely important to have that in the city, like for the spaces like Vox or Nexus or you know any of the the collaborative spaces. I think they're hugely important. Are there any trends in video that you see? I mean, I assume you keep up with all the current technology and the tools that are available, and and you're teaching students in college, and I assume that they're conversant with a lot of what's going on. So is stop-action animation, like, the next new thing in video? I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen a lot. There's a lot of it on more of it than I ever remember seeing. I mean, we don't... We haven't had TV. I haven't had television in our house in, like, since prior to college so when I go home I watch tons of it. like when I visit my family I watch tons of it <laughs> but <laughs> so I don't actually know in terms of the popular media actually a lot of my f- people who I went to school with or who are artists who I've met in residencies who are always doing traditional work I've more and more of them are just experimenting with like the random stop motion and I think there's like a new movement in video art that's being created by women that's kind of beyond yeah that it's like not about we didn't see a lot of work that was that had a purpose I don't know if that makes sense that's that's a terrible not in a purpose but had like some kind of like I'm making a grand statement there's a lot of feminist work being created but it's not the traditional feminist work it's just coming out naturally from the, the what they're experimenting with I don't know it's interesting so what's an example of that I don't know, probably the, probably the religious, like probably the religion, because it is important mm-hmm. to me, but I don't put it in my work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if other people can detect that. 
The Brodo Hill felt very spiritual to me with those ghostly women. Yeah. You know. The, what I pulled from that project was the, the people who lived on the land, like the, the Lenape Indians, they had this belief that everything has a spirit. That's ideal, the idea of that, like everything around you has a spirit. So like, that, and that's actually the next, the, what I've just started working on is just creating, creating kind of portraits of people, but animating the space in the way that they see the space, sort of in the house of like animating elements in the house. And what um, people are you selecting to do the portraits of? I don't know yet. I've just done it in my own house so far. We've been speaking with Jenny Twing today. And Jenny, thank you so much for talking with us. Thank you. Art Blog Radio is brought to you by theartblog.org. Thanks to our sponsors, including the Knight Foundation. Also, we want to thank Peter Crimmins, who makes us sound good. He's our editor. And thanks to Eric Biondo for his music. You can download these podcasts at theartblog.org slash radio.